to Talking Tempo. We are Sasha and Katie, two amateur running mums stepping outside our comfort zones to share our love and hate for all things running. In no way are we professionals, just two 40-something-year-old women who have too much in common, spend too much money on Nike shoes, matching socks and visors. We hope that our journey inspires and motivates others and that you laugh along with us. Risha Lewis, Mama 2, has an inspiring and incredible story to share. A 75 kilo weight loss has led her now to be one of Australia's top ultra runners. A crown no individual would think is possible at 140 kilos. A path which would embed mental toughness for the grueling journey but rewarding life-changing chapter she has written for herself. There is so much to this amazing athlete, weight loss is only just a chapter. She's the hype girl everyone wants to meet, of course. She loves hard to those close to her. And Sasha and I are so excited to get to know Risha Lewis a little more on this episode. Welcome to episode 12 of Talking Tempo with Sasha and Katie. This evening, we're joined by amazing, inspiring guest, Risha Lewis, who we know has an amazing backstory, and we're hoping to hear. a a fair bit of that backstory and possibly some other things that we don't already know about the person behind the runner, Risha Lewis. So thanks for coming on, Risha, and talking with us tonight. We're looking forward to having a really fun chat with you. I'm stoked. Thanks for having me on, ladies. It's great. All right, Katie, you want to? Yeah, so we're going to kick start, start it off with our game, which we do with all our guests, just to get to know you a little bit more. So. You, I'm going to say word and you just say first thing that comes to your mind when I say that word. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ultra running. Um, fast. Mindset. <laughs> Strong. Social media. Uh, not important. <laughs> Nerves. High, very high. Motivation. Um, food, cake. <laughs> <laughs> We run for food, don't we? Totally. <laughs> we do. <laughs> uh, body image? Um, I don't know. It's a hard one, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is, is yeah. Because, yeah, for a long time one hasn't been good. So, um, I don't Better? Know. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back to that in, this, in your yeah. story. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that. Road racing? Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Support crew? Oh, A-team. You've got to have your A-team. Yeah. Bananas? Go bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget my bananas. <laughs> yeah. Family? Supportive. 2022? Cracking year. And 2023? Bring it on. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Love it. All right. So, um, Risha, we know that lots of people know your backstory. We know that lots of people know the story of, you know, the weight loss journey. And yeah. we definitely um, will talk about that. But we we also know that there's so much more to you. And um, I don't know if you remember when we ran at Bunya. Um, it was before Blackall and I just did like yes. a, I ran with you for like 100 metres I think and you said oh there's more to me than just you know running and being a mum there's more to me so we we'll definitely want to come 
to that. But for people who may not know the story, can you take us back to where your running journey began? It began um, oh, the running journey or the weight loss journey? Well, I guess it, it's all the same thing, isn't it? Oh, well, you know what? I was a mountain racer first and then a boxer and then a a runner. So the really, the running journey started when COVID hit and there was no boxing and there was no, um, they shut down the mountains for six weeks. There was no climbing the mountains. We're locked in our house and um, I couldn't go to the boxing gym. I couldn't spar. I couldn't fight. I couldn't, I could train in my like garage. So I just started like rowing half marathons and then, we're allowed outside to exercise so I started running yeah. and then um everyone knows Ian stuck and I trained with Ian um he was a mountain climber and I knew him through a social climbing group and he messaged me and he was like Risha should we do some training together do you want to run you know an ultra and I was like an ultra like, <laughs> I don't even know what an ultra is he's like 50k who wants to run 50k like that's insane um and I was like, okay. So we started doing some training together and it pretty much just started from there. And we trained for, um, yeah, Blackhall. And he was already decided he was going to do Blackhall. He was going to do Guzzler and Coastal High. And I'm thinking, man, let me let me do one. Settle down. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you should do Guzzler now. So I signed up for Guzzler. Then um, I signed up for Coastal High where he had them all. Well, he signed up all three back to back in the six weeks. And um, then I sort of done the first one then joined him on the other two. And then it just went from there. So so all of those things that you've just said are just kind of mind-blowing in one. But can you go back to when you first started walking mountains? Because you live on the sunny coast, hey, in the hinterland? Yeah, like it's like 10 minutes from my house and I didn't start climbing until six years ago. It's crazy that I had all these beautiful mountains and I'd never been up them. And what um, were you doing when you weren't doing any of that exercise that you just talked about, boxing and everything? What were you doing? It's funny that we talk about this because the last couple of weeks I haven't been able to do as much. And I was just like, what did I do with my time when I wasn't yeah. training? It blows my mind. And yeah. um, like, so I, I went shopping a lot. <laughs> my mum, I went shopping a lot. I, I tapped the credit card a lot on stuff I didn't need or want. And um yeah I, I sipped coffee with friends we caught up and let our kids were the babies at the time play and um yeah it blows my mind to think how much time I wasted like not doing anything with my wife and having those mountains on my back doorstep and never going up them like yeah. so the first it, was, day, it was your mum who inspired you to to get on the mountains and start walking um, I was actually talked into it by a friend and my sister, um, Australia Day. They're like, oh, let's go for a, a hike and then we're all going to have Australia Day, like barbecue. And I was yeah. like, I'm not hiking. I'll, I'll do the barbecue. Sweet. <laughs> and they're like, no, come on the hike. And it was, yeah, it was hard, very hard. Um, yeah. You know, like an hour, nearly an hour to go one way. And then I had to come back down. Then we had to have a shower and then we had to get ready to go to barbecue. And I was like disgusted in myself. I'm just like so exhausted. But disgusted like like it really showed my fitness and what I'd I'd become it's like I saw myself in the mirror for the first time since putting on the weight it's like it finally sunk in that it wasn't good and um 
then at the barbecue, mum was like, well, have we start going at the mountain together, Risha? Have we do this together, you know? Um, we'll start with three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that's what we started with. And and so um, how long did you walk for for those three days a week? Um, we'd go up the mountain once. So we'd go up and down once, three days a week. And, yeah, so mum was picking me up at quarter past three in the morning. So we'd start at 3.30 because I was so big. And I had to be home so Adam could go to work at 5 30. Yeah. Um, but I'd come home and both my children would be awake most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Um, so my, my morning would start at quarter three in the morning when I'd get up and yeah. But um I remember yeah, telling myself that I was fat and ugly and I hated myself. Mm-hmm. Um every day when that alarm went off and I might get up and do something about it, get up and do something about it. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. I think that re- it really affects you, like, to say those things to yourself every morning. Um, yeah. Do you ever think back to if you didn't make those changes? Yeah. Oh, where I'd be now? Yeah. Um, well, that's a scary thought because I probably wouldn't be here. Like, yeah. I was unhealthy, very unhealthy. And, you know, to be 142 kilos, 145 there somewhere. And, you know, would I have put another 20 kilos? Yeah. You know, would I have had a heart attack? Who knows? Like, yeah. it wouldn't be good though. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Risha, when you first started, like those first weeks, I can imagine it would have been really hard. Like walking up that mountain, you must have been puffing pretty hard. Oh, it would have been nice to know what my heart rate was. Yeah. Like it was jumping out of my chest and I could not breathe. Like I'd walk, you know, 10 metres and rest on a tree, huffing and puffing and then walk another section and then huff and puff and, um, yeah, but it was so rewarding to get to the top every day. And it's like, oh, I did it again. I did it again. Yeah. And it got easier. And it got, yeah. yeah. I, I always loved it. Um, I think it's a challenge. It's a challenge in anything you do. Like, and to think you can't do it too. I can't do that. Then you do it. You're like, oh, I did it. I did yeah. it again. You know, then you set yourself a new goal and a new challenge. And yeah, it just builds from there. And so then how Even did now, you get... still... Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're right. How did no, you get right. from doing that? So then, like you said, you were mountain running and then you were doing boxing. boxing. Like, yeah. Well, like, it's just, it's just, it's this next level. It's finding something else, yeah. um, something that's going to, like, boxing, like, I was never going to have a fight. I did it for the training. I did it for the intensity. It's like that next step. It's finding something else that's going to boost your fitness but also challenge you. And um, hitting the bag and hitting pads, that's hard. And then, you know, even with your coach, um, even though you weren't fighting, you drop your hands when you're doing pad work. He'd still hit you in the head with the pad, like the glove, and (laughs) in the forehead. He's like, put your your arms up, put your hands up, protect yourself. I'm like, I'm not a fighter. He's like, don't drop your hands. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, with my fitness level, there's like, you're really fit. You know, you you could do three rounds, three, three minute rounds, nine minutes of fighting. You could do that easy, Risha. Do you want to fight? I was like, oh God, I don't want to hit someone. And he's like, well, they're going to hit you. And I was like, I don't know if I want someone to hit me, but you know, um, and I had a friend, I had a friend of mine. I said, oh, Risha, you don't have it in you. You don't have it in you to fight. And I was like, oh, hang on. And right then it like sparked something in me. I'm like, okay, all right. I don't have it in me. We'll see about that. So I went, went back to like, just a, 
the coach and the it was pretty much box fitness and I was like oh look I, I want to come in and do some sparring and maybe have a fight and you know sort of a gig I was like okay you know he's like well come and like the fighters always trained at night and that was like an eye-opener like and most of them are guys too and they come in and like they like lay into each other and like the training and stuff it was exciting and the stuff they did and the tire flipping and the battle ropes and the core exercises like to lay there and tense your abs and have them beat you with like a five kilo medicine ball in the gut like I was like okay it's interesting so um yeah I just started sparring with the boys and then they got a couple of chicks in from other clubs and that was always interesting too because it was like a fight you only meant to have like a sparring session but when someone else comes into your like club like your turf it's sort of like yeah just the vibe yeah it is it's like yeah and yeah some of my sparring sessions were actually harder than my fights yeah but that sparked your competitive nature yeah well see the thing with boxing though you judged That's the thing I don't like about it because, you know, we're running. You're the first over the finish line. You're you're the clear winner. Yeah. Like you got three judges judging you and um yeah, I don't know. When it goes to split decision over judges or you know Advice. what I mean? Like I don't yeah, I don't sometimes I don't think it's completely fair. Yeah. Um but yeah, we're running, yeah, it's a clear winner. Yeah. So but I've you always been many, competitive. So yeah. How many fights did you have, Risha? I uh, seven. So cool. How many did you win, lose? Um, I won six and I lost one. I lost one to um, Kay Scott. Kay Scott is um, like Australia champ for um, my weight division in amateur boxing. And at the time she'd done it for eight years and had over 145 fights and um, fought all over the world. And it was my fifth fight. And everyone's like, Rish, you're insane. Why, why are you going to get in the ring with her? And I'm like, why would you not want to have that opportunity? Not everyone's going to have an opportunity to share the ring or fight someone at that level. Yeah. Like, why not? Give it a crack. So I did. And with that experience, like, you know, I'm thinking she's going to probably stop me. But, you know, you can't get in the ring. You can't be scared. You can't, you know, you can't hide in the corner. Because there's going to, you know, there's nowhere to hide. you got to stand, you got to fight and try and yeah. protect yourself. And, yeah, I loved it. And to share the ring with someone at that level was incredible. Yeah. You know, like even um, AFL um, star, what's her name? Blonde chick, she does boxing now. Um, I don't know. The football player, yeah. <laughs> I'll <laughs> Google her. You'll stand Google. by. Stand by. So... <laughs> uh, Risha, what yeah. blows my mind is if you think back at um, you know, that overweight person who hated yeah. themselves, yeah. you put yourself in a ring and you are winning. You, <laughs> it just, what advice do you have for people in that yeah. position? The overweight people that think it's too hard to make a change or yeah. how do you? Well, I get those you, questions always when they reach you. How do you keep going? Like I've done this for six weeks. Or I've done this for three months. I've only lost three kilos and, you know, it's not coming off. And, and that's the thing. It's you need it to come off slowly. You need to, like, it's not going to happen overnight. And if you've been overweight for a long time, I saw 
like a lot of people don't get it. You're not just losing weight, but you have to, all your organs that are damaged, they need cleansing. You need to clean out all the fat and that, and all like, you know what I mean? It takes time. It's not just going to happen overnight. And if you're expecting it to happen in three months or six months and your mindset's not right anyway, because it's not a quick fix. Not a it's, bad. No, it's a, it's a lifestyle change. You have to want to do it for life. Not just like, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah. And, um, you know, your taste buds change every 14 days. Yeah. So even stuff you hate, if you eat it every day for 14 days, your taste buds are going to change and you're going to like it anyway. But as soon as you start eating healthy, you feel better and, you know, you start exercising, you know, those endorphins, like, and you want more of those endorphins and healthy food and exercise create them and you get addicted to that feeling yeah and um yeah so so is that taylor harris taylor harris there she is (laughs) yes and they're like they're like organized a sparring session with taylor harris and i was like you serious she's gonna come punch me in the face okay it's gonna be awesome and it was great i loved it so um yeah, I don't know. It was lots of opportunities in boxing and, you know, I could have went further with boxing and I was excited to see where that went. But then I do have, well, we're going back a few years ago, now three years ago. So also 30, 33. It's not that long but ago though. That's no, what... it's not. No, it's not. But my, I just look at my kids and they were like younger, like they're 11 and eight now. So for me yeah. to pick them up from school at, yeah. you know, five and eight and ha- be bruised all the time and stuff like it wasn't a nice image and um like everyone in town knows me but you know maybe I just need to learn to protect my face a bit more but um (laughs) it was never enough I found boxing was never enough because um like it takes it takes time it's it's skill like I had the fitness clearly I had the fitness to go the distance but skill it's like weight loss it's not going to happen overnight so, um, yeah, like I would go in and I had the fitness, but I couldn't stand there with Kay Scott and I couldn't box her. I had to like fight, like brawl pretty much because if you box someone at that level, they know what you're going to do. They're just going to pick you apart. They're going to be like, because, yeah, she's at a different level to me. Yeah. So, it was, yeah. So that stuff was going to take time and um not that I didn't have the time, but yeah, with COVID hitting, that sort of yeah. stopped me in my tracks. And, um, you know, I can't just stop and do nothing. No. So then I followed the path to running and I fell in love with running. And see, I couldn't go pro and do a 20 minute fight. I couldn't do 10 rounds. I had the fitness, but I didn't have the skill mm-hmm. to fight pros. Um, I could go in there and. <laughs> like street fight pretty much that's what it'd be it wouldn't be a boxing fight um because I didn't have the skill I wasn't at that level I didn't have the experience um but I find now with running I go run an ultra I go run 50ks and I'm like okay yeah I'll I'll run for five hours or five and a half hours and I'll go home have a bit of a rest and like it's more fulfilling like I found with boxing sometimes like I train really hard and I'd get in the ring I'd stop the girl in the first round so like I get a three minute fight not even that and I was like oh now what am I going to do for the rest of the day I'd go home and go for a run and climb some mountains you know what I mean like it wasn't enough so I, I I'm quite satisfied to go out and do a 50k race or 100k race and go home and have a bit of a rest and get up the next day and do something else you know what I mean it's, it's a feeling <laughs> like it's I'm not a bit of a rest. 
<laughs> do you reckon you would have, um, so Ian came to you and, and said, come run with me. Yeah. Do you reckon if he had not, you would have found running? Um, no, I reckon if he didn't, he didn't talk me into doing Black Hole 50, but he's like, you know, well, you're not, you're not fighting at the moment. You're not training to fight. He's like, do you want to do an ultra? Um, it probably wouldn't have triggered my interest. Running's hard. Running is really hard. Yeah, um, and that's why is. I love it so much too because, you know, you, especially when you get, like, if you're doing 100Ks or even a 50Ks, if you're by yourself for a, a, a long time, like 5 or 10Ks, you, you could just walk. You could just walk. There's no one yeah. else around. You could just stop and walk. But you've got to find something in you. And, so yeah. what, and How do you – okay, so so many people say that. How do you yeah. – What do not, you find? Yeah. When you want to walk, what do you, what do you tell yourself? Yeah. Oh, I tell – well, you're not going to get to the finish line any, any quicker by walking. And especially with 100Ks too, like – I have, I have Ian, I have Ange waiting for me and I'm like, you know, my team's waiting for me and I want to get to them as, as quick as I can. So, you know, I, I tell my things, I tell myself lots of things and especially yeah. like Blackhall, like Blackhall just gone. Yeah. I knew those girls were hot on my tail. Yeah. And um, yeah, but you know, I didn't see Megan from five or uh, six or seven Ks. I saw her at Condalilla. I didn't see her for the rest of the day. I saw Lucy at 34Ks. I didn't see her for the rest of the day. So I knew they were there, you know. Ian would tell me, Ange would tell me at um, checkpoints yeah. um, and they would ring me and I had my earphones on, listen to who knows, whatever, come on. I, I just hit shuffle and I've got random stuff. Like I have some Eminem, I have like my boxing music and I've got yeah. some um, – frozen and oh yeah we've we've got to that adam we've got adam's been googling boxing too so yeah we know it's taylor harris um yeah so um i'd have me your phones on and they'd ring me and see tell you the truth yeah tell me the truth yeah or do they tell you the truth like do they not i'd say she's only 2k behind you does that like are they buy you up yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like with Blackhall just gone. And um, so I went in with a, a niggle in my hamstring. Yeah. And um, so it was mentally so hard for me um, three weeks out because I'd done the training. I'd like, I had, yeah, like, see, that's the thing. I always set the bar really high, really high. Yeah. Like why not, why not challenge yourself and, set the bar high, set yourself a, a goal. And, you know, sometimes it's too high. Sometimes, you know, you don't um, reach those goals and that's fine, but it gives you something to work towards next year. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you fall short, then you get back up and you try again. And um, so I had high hopes for Blackhall this year and um, I was really keen for the back-to-back hundred. So I was going to do Blackhall, then 14 days later, do UTA 100. And then 14 days later, do my surgery. That was my that was my plan. That's how I was going to finish my year. Um, going into Black Hole with a niggle in my hamstring and, like, yeah, it, it, even Adam said to me, he's like, what are you doing? Like, the week before Black Hole, like, I was just, I was, 
you know, I was pretty much desperate, like, to be on that start line. I was at my doctor. I was having acupuncture. I was getting dry needling. I was, like, just tapping the credit card. He's like, what What are you doing? And I was like, I will do anything. So, like, I had needling four times that week. You know, it nearly cost me $600 to be on that start line just with needling. And it, 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 my hamstring still hurt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so I was like, what do I do? Do I line up? Do I do a hundred? Oh. I, I was nearly going to drop to the 50 the night before. And I thought, oh, if I run 50, I can run a hundred. I'm going to have to run 50 a lot, a lot harder than what I'd probably have to run the hundred. So the chances of injuring my hamstring are a lot higher. So like the night before, I thought I sat on my bed crying at 10 o'clock at night, telling myself, don't line up, Risha, don't line up. And I told myself, if you do, then you're not going to stop until the finish line. Yeah. So, um, and then at that point, I didn't know if UTA was actually even going to go ahead. So I thought if I don't line up for Blackwall and save it for UTA and UTA doesn't go ahead, yeah. then I have my surgery. Then I'm not racing again until next year. And that didn't sit well with me. So I was like, oh, what do I do? So I was like, line up, line up. It's your home turf. It's like your A event. It, it means something to me. And I was just like, just do it. And um. Like I had dreams that week, like bad dreams about not finishing, about Ian and Ant pulling me off the course and like, you're not going any further. And yeah. And, you know, things didn't go to plan that day. Um, and yeah, I was. You dug deep and you won. Oh yeah. I had to dig, I had to dig deep. I had to dig. Yeah. Yeah. So really tell us how you mind. dig deep. Yeah. Tell us how you dig deep. What is, what's going through your head when you're really hurting? Well, I, I try and block that out. I try and block that out. I take myself back to being held down by four nurses and um, having a, the abscess operate on while I'm awake. Like that, that, like that hurt, that hurt. And then the shock my body went through going through that experience. I'm like, that was traumatic I'm like you're all right you're still moving and like you've got this I've said you know and um you know does your mind fight you though because yeah I don't run I can go Katie come on suck it up you know you felt pain before but my my brain will go uh just stop you're fine just walk for a little bit does your it sounds stupid but does your mind listen to you does my mind listen to me Does, Um, does your body listen to what your mind is telling you that doesn't no. make sense. But when you, you know, when you're running, you're in pain and you want to stop, you've got two things. You've got something saying keep going, and then you've got something saying just stop. How do you keep moving forward? Yeah. Oh, I don't have that just stop. I just, even, it doesn't matter how much it's hurting, that finish line is when I stop. Right. That, like, that is my goal to get, like, it, it's not about, it's not even about winning. Like, I get on that start line and my goal, does not change it is run as hard as you can and regardless male or female it doesn't matter who's on that start line my goal is to beat as many people as possible and um it doesn't mean I have to win but my goal is yeah to finish as fast as I can and beat as many people as possible and um like it, it's fun though. Like I like when you're feeling good. Like my black hole experiences, both of them, um, are totally different. Like the first one was just incredible, and I was just like, you know, how much faster can you go, Rachel? I'm like, how many more people can you run down? 
let's chase them, let's get them. And, you know, like it becomes a game, a cat and mouse game. And yeah. um, I love it. And what when you can feeling. run good and run strong, it's, yeah, it feels incredible. But then black all just gone, like, and that's what I love about 100K. That's what I love about running. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, you don't know what's coming around the corner. You know, a face plant. Oh, <laughs> like, we all have gut issues. So you don't know when that's going to yeah, <laughs> come. And um, even even cramping or, um, you know, you don't know, if, you know, you're going to do the, the worst 5Ks of your life. And, you know, if you're running pretty much trail at six-minute pace or something, and you have a bad 5K, it's like if you have a bad like 45 minutes, like 45 minutes is a long time to be suffering yeah. yeah. and to pull yourself out of that. And But I tell myself, you know, you're just having a rough patch, you know, next case is going to be better. And, well, you know, I start, like Ian and Andrew are really good. Like we have my nutrition and stuff pretty much, yeah, on, like it's on. Like I know what I have to have every hour and if I'm not having that, and quite quickly tells me, you know, because I, I change my pack at each checkpoint. Yeah. And um, so like I have two mandatory gears. I do not change my minute. I change my pack. So as I run in, my pack's coming off, my phone's coming out. Um, if I need to, even my shirt's off by the time I get to them, right. new shirt's on, new pack's on, and I'm gone. Yeah, so it's he, pretty amazing. I've watched Ian film you coming in and, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing changeover. Very quick. They know what they're doing and you know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. They, they know what they're doing. Like, um, it's it's not me running 100 Ks. It's it's teamwork. Yeah. And we work so well together, the three of us. And it's, you know, I run in, it's done, fist bump, I'm out of there. Like, I'm so focused. And they're focused on what they need to do. And, like, it doesn't matter if there's 100 people at that checkpoint. I'm not taking notice of anything else that's going on around me. It's get in there, get my shit, and get out. Yeah. Um, yeah. This year we had five checkpoints down to under 10 minutes. Yeah. For all five of them. Yeah. So, Which is a competition itself, right? You want to yeah. get in there and, yeah. It's, yeah, well, the year before we are at 19 minutes. Yeah. So the... So I was five minutes slower on my black hole time this year, but the year before we were 19 minutes in checkpoints. So we were under 10 minutes this year. Wow. Um, and But he'll ring me and like last checkpoint is like, do you want a vest change or you're right for the last eight Ks? I'm like, no, I'm good. I just yeah. need a solo and he'll have me a frozen solo and he hands me a flask. So like, yeah. yeah, we're on to it. Like, I will yeah. always ask for coke. I will always ask for coke from 40, 50, 60 Ks. And he's like, Rachel, you know the rules. You have it at 80 Ks and that is it. Ah, okay. Um, because caffeine. Caffeine. And I've had, I've had yeah. gut issues. Yeah. And um, so I, I asked for it. Even the girls I asked for it, he's like, Rachel, 80 Ks. <laughs> we had this conversation. I don't know why you asked for it earlier. But I always asked for Coca-Cola earlier. So this year, was, um, next year is going to be interesting. Um. Well, not interesting, but... Um, what can you get it down to? Yeah. Well, Ian's hoping to run the 50. So okay. I can't I can't keep having him crew me and not letting him race. So he's going to run the 50 as hard as he can then probably join my crewing team because I'll yeah. be doing the 100. So it's their 10-year anniversary. Oh, and all, all the races for Queensland 
Black Hole Hundred attracts the most. It's it's the the strongest competitors for the females. Yeah. It's in Queensland. It's the biggest female race for Queensland. So wouldn't it be epic to have, like, you know, I could rattle off 10, 15. That's just girls in Queensland that have the potential to, you know, challenge me. Like, they're, yeah. like Megan was incredible this year. And Lucy and Lucy, there's yeah. Hayley and there's there's so many of them. Yeah. Imagine, and Jess, she wasn't there this year and there's, like, um Dominique and there's Jill and there's even some girls in the 50 if they step up to the 100 like imagine having us all in that yeah. 100k yeah. and it's not just to race them all like that would be incredible but imagine the the people watching the people following everyone's door they're pretty excited this year just to have us three females so close but even the males so close like this was the most exciting black hole race there's ever been like yeah, they have absolutely. the three males come in, then the three females. Yeah. Yeah. Just to so have you're, you've said your A race next year is UTA, but you is seem it? pretty excited. Yeah. By- um, see, I haven't I haven't actually got myself a UTA ticket. Um, they haven't advertised whether it's going to be the standard course. Right. And um, like this year's course was you know, I know with the weather and the damage um, to the the course in the national yeah. parks, they weren't unable to run the original course. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not going to commit to um, UTA if it's going to be 60% road. I'm not a road runner. I, I, yeah. And it's a, it's a lot of money for accommodation, flights, um, tickets. It's, yeah, a lot of money and I don't know what the course is going to be and if my training's right and um like I go in strong um I'd want the original course and I would want to whether I'd even come close to course record I don't know but I would like to have that as an option um when I do run yeah you know what I mean um like the guzzler this year was changed to a two loops of the two loops, yeah and yeah. you know that they, they couldn't help that but um I thought oh god you know that's you know I signed up to yeah Ian couldn't run the um guzzler this year I couldn't do BTU because I was still injured guzzler gave me a couple extra weeks Ian was injured he goes why don't you do guzzler then so I thought I'd jump in do guzzler and you know I'll try and give the course record a a nudge that that yeah. was my goal so to find out only the night before the afternoon before they'd gone to a two laps of the the 50 I was like oh wow like I don't even know how I feel about running 100ks tomorrow because that's not what I'm yeah I was here to give that course records a, a challenge like that that was my challenge that was my goal but yeah. then um you know I had some time to think about it and I thought well you've done the training you're here you feel good your crew's ready to go and um like Ian had trained all year and then got injured and he would have done anything to be on that start yeah. line. So I was yeah. like, oh well, he can't do it. And you can do it. And you're here and ready. And two laps are a 50k course. Like that's a challenge in itself. Like yeah. to go back to that party zone, that finish line, to be sent out and do that again. And that's okay. like Gaza is tough. It is like it's probably the toughest course in Queensland, yeah. like ultra. And I love the guzzler though. Out of all of them, <laughs> it, it's not pretty. It's brutal, but yeah, that's it's it's tough. 
I love it. But um, yeah, to do that second lap to be, but you just had to keep your focus once you got because there's music, there's there's coffee vans, there's like party going on, and you're just like, oh, I just ran for five and a half hours, and now we're gonna have to do it again. And your second lap's definitely gonna be slower. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but it was awesome. Can you talk to us or give us some tips and tricks on nutrition? Risha, so obviously being out there for 100 kilometres, um, it's, it's you know, it's tough. And as you say, you have caffeine at the wrong point, then yeah. disaster. I, it's going to be different for everyone. And yeah. um, I've done, like, I do fasted training runs and then I do, like, um, training runs just with water um, because you don't know what's going to happen during a race either. So you have to be prepared. Um, I've heard people that, you know, that don't go run in the rain or, you know, don't run it at night. And you have to run in the rain. You have to test your gear, your shoes in the wet. Yeah. How about you get to a race and it is freezing cold and it is raining and you have not ran in your shoes in, in wet weather. Yeah. And then you get out there and you're like, oh, you're struggling because you're like, oh, well, I can't run in this weather because my shoes are slippery and I haven't trained for this weather. Yeah. But then, you know, it's going to make you slower too because you haven't trained that weather. You're having trouble with your shoes. You might have trouble with blisters. That's going to slow you down. And then it, it comes to nighttime. If you're doing 100 k, you're like, oh, well, I haven't done any training and at, running at night. I thought I'd be finished by now. So your your day is just getting worse and worse. So you train for all conditions and you train, Um, you know, sometimes you might have a training run and be able to take in all your nutrition and you might have, a cracking day and thought, man, that's a cracking 30 Ks and everything went well. Okay, next Sunday I'm going to go out and do that same loop again or the same 30 Ks. I'm going to take the same food and and everything goes pear-shaped. And yeah. you've got an upset belly and then you can't take anything in. So that's why I do I'll do loops different times of the day in different weather with food, without food, because you never know what's going to happen on the day. And yeah. you got to be prepared for anything. So, and, um, yeah, so with nutrition, I think everyone's, um, going to be able to take in, some people can take in lots of food. Some people can't take in any, um, your body is already working really hard. And some of these ultras towards the back end of the year are quite warm. So your body's also trying to keep itself cool. So you're putting heaps of food in, you're trying to run a certain speed and you're you're overworking your body. Like everyone has enough body fat to get through 100Ks without having a buffet along the way. Like you're going to slow yourself down the more food you eat because your body has to try and process that as you're trying to run, as it's trying to keep you cool and you're overworking it. Yeah. So um, it's a fine line to what you put in. Um, I find... I don't, I don't put a lot of food in. I'll have two gels now. I'll, I'll have my sugar and electrolyte mixes on the front of my vest. And I'll have a clear water in the back, but I also mix my mixes on my front, um, a strength and a half or double strength. So I don't have to take in as much fluid because I'm someone who can, you know, I ran my first 50 K I don't even think I had a, like I, I carried two liters. Yeah. But I don't even think I drank a liter. Um, so what about outside of racing? So you have a vegan diet, is that? Um, so I have I have low iron. So yeah. it's not that I don't like meat. I, vegan does work for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do eat meat. 
I do okay. eat meat. I do I call eat it vegan-ish. Vegan-ish. Well, I call, it's funny because I would joke with my family stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm just a super vegan. They're like, a super vegan? What's that? I'm like, oh, I'm a vegan that occasionally eats meat. Um, <laughs> they're like, is that a thing? Is that actually called? Cool? I'm like, no, I just made it up. But, it's um, a racial thing. You know, yeah. Three weeks out, I do like to go vegan, though, because yeah. um, like I don't have milk causes a lot of inflammation and uh, um, just my sinus like I feel it in my face too with um dairy so I don't have dairy but yeah. um I, I do cut the red meat three weeks out because you know you're already training hard and at night time you, ha- you have a steak you go to sleep um your, your body's meant to be resting and recovering but your body is working to break down the you know 300 gram steak you just put in there so your body, your body is working hard to, so you're not getting a full night's rest. Yeah. So, um, and you know, we've like, I have lots of blood tests all the time. I did when I was like, I had to, when I was fighting too, because you had to have regular tests for AIDS and stuff too. So I, I was always having blood tests. And I was always checking my iron levels. And um, so um, it turns out like my blood, see a lot of things are done through your blood type too. My blood type is, a positive and it turns out a Mediterranean diet is well suited to my blood type and I find it works for me so I do have um a lot of a lot of salmon and white fish and tuna and stuff but um yeah most of it is vegan um but then you got to watch your vegan too because a lot of it is very high in calories um like nuts and dates and but I watch that stuff too because I don't have a gallbladder and stuff like dates are um a good fat but without the gallbladder like that's a filter that helps filter and process fat so even though it's a good fat i don't have that filter so i get a bit of pain like under my um mm. right boob where my um gallbladder would usually sit but after weight loss i had severe gallbladder attacks because it was full of gallstones mm. but they get stuck in my bile duct um because they were too large to pass through so it it would clog my bile duct and a gallbladder is like having a baby it will contract um and keep contracting if that stone is lodged in the bile duct and contract until it actually gets pushed through but um so like a contraction when you have a baby it contracts and releases but you actually don't get the release with the gallbladder it will keep squeezing and so i would say a gallbladder attack is probably the worst pain I've ever been in Mm. and you know that could last for over an hour that contraction feeling of it getting tighter and tighter trying to delodge that stone so um I had four gallbladder attacks in like three months and they always happen between midnight and three in the morning when your body is fully relaxed and you're trying to sleep. Yeah. And um, so the last one, they because I tried to cleanse it. I tried to cleanse it naturally. I'm like, no, I'll cleanse it. You're not taking it out. Of course you did. It's a part of my body and blah, blah. They're like, Risha, we have to take it out. So Take it uh, out. No anesthetic. Yeah. Let me stay awake. Oh, no, they didn't give me that option. But maybe. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, I'd put my hand up here. Um, but yeah, they took it out. So stuff like dates and avocado and even though they're good fats, so I've got to watch my intake and what I yeah. have. But um, I think you have to get out and you have to yeah. test everything. Try and things. nothing's going to go to plan on the day. But yeah. um, like 
Ian's Ian's really smart and um he's got a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of studies and he was like, Rachel, let's go have sweat testing. So we like we even went and had sweat testing. So we know how much sodium we lose per liter per hour. And so like we've got it down to a fine art, my nutrition and what works for me and my body type and my weight and right. going on my sweat levels like I will I'll be six kilos lighter at the end of a 50k race. And that's yeah. with, you know, putting up after I put four liters of fluid back in too. Like it's insane how much I sweat. Yeah, crazy. Um, so and a lot of people lose a lot more sodium than what I do. That's why I perform really well in the heat because I don't lose I lose like three hundred and sixty grams of uh seven hundred, seven hundred and sixty grams of sodium yeah. per hour per liter where Ian was nearly 1200. Oh. So um, the higher the sodium, the, the heat's going to, you're going to struggle in the heat and getting that um, balance right. So you're putting enough sodium back in so you don't cramp. Um, it's very important. So I would recommend sweat testing to anyone like $210 and they will tell you how much sodium you lose per hour, per liter of sweat. Didn't even know it existed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't know. And Ian's like, let's get sweat testing. I'm like, what for? Like, what are you talking about? So um, he's helped me a lot, like, um, over the years. So, yeah. So it was a good thing. Yeah, I was a, it was a bit funny to start with because I was like, oh, I've only met you a couple of times. Now you want to run with me? Oh, I don't know about that because social climbing group, they're, they're an interesting bunch. So it's like, oh, <laughs> there's a couple of queer ones in there. But, you know, um, it works. He's a great guy. Like, we're, we're good mates. It's funny. <laughs> So, do you um have a coach, Rachel? Oh, I call you my coach. Because no, I was going to say, <laughs> but you know, how amazing! Like you look at the relationship that you have. Like you, you know, he's obviously got loves research. He, you know, empowers oh, you in race. Like, yeah. You don't get that very often. That's pretty amazing that yeah. you know you've yeah. got that. Yeah, no, I'm pretty lucky. Like, um, I don't, you know, I probably wouldn't even still be running if it wasn't there to help me. Like, I'd be injured or I would have hurt myself or, you know what I mean? Like, I turned on to my first run with him and he's like, where's your water? I'm like, I don't need water. We need like 20Ks, aren't we? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, do you have any nutrition? I was like, what? I didn't even know what a gel was. I'm like, what are you talking about? I remember... Um... <laughs> running with you we're with run with Rob and um yeah. Ian's car is like a traveling ultra oh, runner's yeah. dream <laughs> yes yeah. it's got yeah. everything like it's incredible yeah he's got his microwave and everything in there yeah it's all set yeah. up yeah he's the frills runner he's like Sasha and I we love all this stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. love I love a gadget love anything that anyone tells me is good like if you had said a particular um gel I'd be right onto it trying to I'd be buying yeah. oh definitely, definitely spring yeah spring yeah, yeah. Okay, you've, you've had one. spring though haven't you no I've no. never tried it oh really never. oh no you'll try spring they're like natural like it's like natural fruits and honey and like okay. you haven't tried spring no yeah like oh I pump the spring awesome sauce Okay, I'll have to they're, they're all, go to Terra Tribe to get all our um all our gels and that. So I'll have to jump in there and get the spring. Is that the one with chia seeds? Chia seeds, yeah, they do yeah. a range of different ones. See, like obviously I stay clear of the ones with dates because yeah, people upset. Yeah, but they're awesome sauce. Oh, okay, it's it tastes like it tastes like an apple pie. Oh really? Okay, we'll have yeah. to try that. So. It's it's pretty much like a lot of people say they're like baby food, just go get a baby pouch, like the puree yeah. and yeah, so much better than baby food. 
it's organic yeah. and it's natural and it's see and I think it works for me because I'm I've always done the natural approach and you know it's it's real food yeah too so I'm putting real food in but when we talked to talked about eating during a race yeah they do offer me a banana during my race yeah um, <laughs> They forgot my banana the first year. So that's like the ongoing joke that they forgot my banana. So now they always offer me a banana. Most of the time I don't want it. And they'll put it in a sweet potato wrap. So sometimes okay. um, well, during the 100, I always take my sweet potato sweet potato wrap. Right. Um, so it's it's bee-free. Um, it's gluten-free, yeah. obviously. And it's sweet potato. And they put the banana in it and sometimes strawberry jam and, or honey. So okay. I'll, I'll carry that in a little zip tie bag from 60, 70K, yeah. somewhere from the halfway mark. And um, like this year, I had one bite of it. Last really? year, I had half. And that's that's the only thing I ate apart from my two gels an hour and my sugar and electrolyte mix that I had on the front of my chest. But then in saying that, I do cut all sugar. Um, I don't have a lot of sugar. But like I said, the whole vegan thing three weeks out, do, yeah. do no sugar three weeks out and then you hit the sugar race day. You're like a little kid let loose at a birthday party. So you had the sugar on race day. Yes. So I, um, I'm only allowed Coke from 80Ks. So I'll have frozen Coke, like a slushy. Sometimes How like, do they, they get a frozen Coke yeah. to you? I'm sorry, but I, I've seen that and I'm thinking, okay, How have they who made gets that the frozen Coke? So um, on, like during the guzzler, um between checkpoints so obviously there's uh, longer stretches and they they we, like we sit down they work out um where they're gonna have that little bit extra time they work out where the the 7-eleven is or maccas or ah. you know you look at nick bamford he um he won guzzler 100 the year before he had a slushy at every checkpoint so he knew where maccas and he's from he's from brisbane he's Mount he does all his training there but his wife okay. had him a slushy at every um, checkpoint. And that takes us back to keeping, like you're putting a frozen drink in. Yeah. You're putting sugar in, so it's yeah. going to give you a hit. But it's reducing your body temperature. Yes, you're cooling your core. Yeah. See, that's another thing. So my vest. Um, yeah, you like, put ice I'll, down your shirt, don't yeah, you? Yeah. I put ice down the front and they pack my vest yeah. with ice to yeah. keep your, your, your core cool. Yeah. And you're going to be able to move faster. Yeah. Because you're keeping your core cool. So yeah. putting that slushy in, having that ice in your pack. And um, so, yeah, we work out where they can get slushies from and how much time they have. Like black hole, you don't have much time at all. Like they don't even have time to eat. They like, you, you got a checkpoint every 20 Ks. So that's yeah. a couple of hours. And especially from the bottom of the bluff to the 60 K mark. That that's that's nearly a three hour, like, um, yeah, section. So yeah. even that the, the amount of driving to get around to that checkpoint, yeah. and then you're not allowed vehicles at that checkpoint. So then they have to hike in or ride their bikes in. So there's a lot of, yeah, timing's got to be <laughs> just right, hasn't it? It has. So then if Ian runs the fifty next year, they, they, I don't even know, like we might even have to hold an audition. For a crew member because they have big shoes to fill. I reckon like, yeah, you need to do an audition. I reckon Ian needs to do it because I reckon he'd have high expectations. Yeah. And you just go with it. Yeah. Oh well, with it being the 10-year anniversary, you know, everything's gotta run smoothly in checkpoints. 
Yeah. And we got it down to under 10 minutes this year. So it's going to be even quicker next year. Amazing. So they're, they're big shoes to fill. And yeah, I don't know who's going to do that job. Okay. Well, we can do an audition a uh, shout out. Anyone? <laughs> I'm going to have to like run in and we're going to have to do a vest change. I'm going to have to run out and like we're going to have to, yeah. Is that what do they call it at a um in a car race? What are, what are they yeah, call I was it? thinking the same thing in those um <laughs> with the, the wheels racing. Yeah, oh, where the wheels go off when they do a in the pit crew. Oh yeah, a pit crew. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much yeah. We're gonna have to do an audition for a new crew member for Can next year. Ian to um get a slushy machine in the back of his car. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. It was in a coffee machine, so it was in oh. a microwave and. A slushy machine for during um summer. Yeah. He might be able to have some um food during um, my race then because he's he could like... make some money off it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so of your time. Can we talk about your recent surgery? So you um you've had some time off three weeks ago. You had some pretty major surgery. I did. I did. So um. I, I put it off for a long time. So we're going back. Yeah, we'll go back seven years, like when this all starts, almost seven years now, to those times where I would, my alarm would go off and I'd tell myself, you know, you hate yourself, you're ugly, get up and do something about it. Um, this year, especially, has been really tough for me. Um, it got to the point where, you know, I was crying nearly every day. Like, I hated looking at myself in the mirror. And it took me back to seven years ago where, you know, I was telling myself that I hated myself and I was ugly and um, I had to do something about it. So this year has been horrible. But right from the start of the year, I, you know, I made the decision that I was going to go in and um, have my breasts done and have a tummy tuck. And, um, like, I've had high anxiety and I've been stressed out about it all year. Like, I booked in on the 5th of January. I didn't have my consultation until August and I didn't have a surgery date until next year. But I just I just kept ringing and I was like, no, no, I'm end of October through December. I need my surgery in here. So I'd ring and ring. I'm sure, I'm sure they got sick of hearing my voice. Hey, it's Risha again. But you know what I mean? Like you get put on a waiting list. Um, yeah, but if you, you want, want it that bad, you yeah, you have happen. to, like I wasn't, I wasn't horrible and I wasn't pushy, but you want something you got to be like hey you know I'm st- I know I'm still on the waiting list I'm just checking I'm just checking and um yeah um a surgery date come up and the first surgery date come up fell actually between Blackhall and UTA um because there was a two-week gap there and it fell on like the 23rd or something of um October so I'd get Blackhall in but not UTA and I was like oh no I can't do that I, you know I'm gonna do my back-to-back so I thought about that surgery day I really thought about it and I rang them up and I said no the day I rang up and said no because I'm like just let me think about it for a couple of days um they're like okay Rachel I'll let you think about it because you've been ringing and you want yeah. a surgery day now you got one now you're like oh I don't know um so I'm like just let me think about it just yeah hold it there and let me think about it and a couple of days later I rang back and um, I was actually, I was actually going to take it because I thought I couldn't wait till February and then I could do UTA next year. But the day I rang up to tell them, they're like, Risha, we got the 16th of November. Uh-huh. We've had a cancellation this morning. Would you like that spot? And that was like, that was just like, yeah, this is meant to happen. This back to back is meant to happen. And then I'll have my surgery. And, um, yeah, so I booked it in. So, 
you know, um, I was trying to mentally prepare myself for that. It was, it was hard because I don't like going under, I don't like time off and, but to, you know, saying, saying horrible things to yourself and hating your reflection and um, it, it was affecting me, you know. It's so hard to hear you saying that because, <laughs> you know. I would, I would cry like all the time, like um, so it was affecting my relationship, it affected my relationship with my children, yeah. like my daughter's like oh come swimming with me mom come swimming I was like I'm not coming swimming like it was like to look at myself in the mirror and you know have these saggy horrible breasts that you'd have to roll up and like put back into your bra like I loved my nan my nan passed away like oh my, well my daughter's nine so almost nine so yeah so nearly 10 years ago and you know, I was really close to my nan. I'd help her get bathed and dress her and, yeah. you know, I'd roll, I'd roll her little boobies up and put them in her <laughs> bra and, you know, my nan at 86 had better looking breasts than me and I was just like, you know, um, Ruth, you got to do something about this and it's it wasn't like, oh, I want fake boobs and, you know, um, but I felt, I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel attractive. I, I felt like I had a flat chest and I just had these saggy, sucked in, like, it was like a prune with no middle. Like it was just yeah. There'd be so and... many women who are going to listen to this who feel that way too. About I know, and I was going to keep yeah. it to myself, and I was going to keep, I was definitely going to keep my tummy tucked to myself because I didn't. It's not that I, like I'm embarrassed or ashamed, and like because people are like you know like let's face it, I lost seventy six kilos right. naturally, and I'm thirty six, and I have two children. Yeah, like. What do you what do you think I look like naked? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's um, be real. Yeah. Yeah. So let's be real about this. Um, so of course I'm not gonna look in the mirror and be like, oh my god, Rachel, you're you're beautiful, you're attractive. And I didn't feel attractive. I felt horrible, disgusting, and I'm like Do you I think feel- it affected your running ratio? So when you're on out on course racing in an event, do you think it affected you your race? Thing. Yeah um no, I don't think it affected my race um I, I I got a lot of questions all the time about wearing long tights I don't like my legs and I don't have a lot of loose skin on my legs but yeah. um I have a little bit and I I have I've tried running in shorts and I don't like the the jiggle feeling yeah. and I do have a lot of varicose veins and my legs are quite white so I don't like my legs. So I used to get a lot of questions like, oh my God, I can't believe you're running long tights. And um, so I wouldn't say it affected my racing, but a lot of people, um, yeah, they found it strange to run in long tights. But um, racing, because if it did affect your racing, the world's in trouble because you, you smash it out anyway. But <laughs> comparing yourself to other athletes on course, because Sasha and I have talked about it a lot. You know, we compare ourselves and we don't feel like runners sometimes when you you know you're standing out yeah. on course and you see the toned fit um runner Stuck in their bodies yeah yeah in their crop tops comparing <laughs> yourself to that it is it is so funny hey because I don't I don't look at myself and go oh you're a runner Risha like at <laughs> all um like I am so clumsy and I fall on my face and I watch some of my running videos and I don't even think I look like a runner like it's it's weird <laughs> um so I just think yeah I don't know I don't think I look like a runner and I feel like um a bit of a bogan too so I I don't know (laughs) Um, I don't think it affects my um running I do um 
obviously look at the other girls and um like I, I don't think I'm I'm fat I don't think I'm overweight I but I do feel that I hold a lot more muscle than these other girls and I feel bigger than these other girls so I'm like oh well you know they're they're little and they're yeah. fit and I bet you they can move like and they can like yeah you look at Cecile you look at Jess, you look at Megan. Man, all those girls, you you get us on the flat, and they would they'd eat me for dead. Like really, they they fly. Like they they got their like eighteen minute five k runs. Like <laughs> like I I can't even get my five k under under twenty. And um, oh, I bet you could if you if you went for it. If I you decided see, you another, would. Yeah. See, that's another thing too. And everyone says to me, Rachel, you know you know, you don't do any flat running or you don't any, do any shorter events. And it's not because I don't feel like I'm good at them or it's not because I don't feel like I'd win them. It doesn't matter. I don't in, I don't enjoy flat running. Like it. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't enjoy it, why do it? And that's why I yeah. say to them, like, oh, why do you run, Risha? I'm like, because I love it. And they're like, oh, God, I couldn't think of anything worse. And I was like, well, why do you play golf? God, I, I, I wouldn't like to do that every Saturday. You know what I mean? And yeah. everyone's un- unique and different. And that's what that makes the world beautiful. Um, yeah. Imagine if we're all the same. That'd be boring. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, if it doesn't set your heart on fire, then why do it? If it so doesn't do you excite you. think now you've had the surgery. Um, obviously, oh, yeah, back to the surgery. Yeah. yeah, you haven't been able to run. But I bet you're just itching to get running, aren't you? I am, I am. So I have to remind myself, like today I, I did 15Ks earlier this afternoon and um, I did a, a hike jog. So I'd hike and jog a bit and I'd hold the girls. I'm like, oh, they hurt a little bit, they bounce a little bit and I'm not used to having anything bounce. So I was like, oh. Um, so that's another thing too. When I first got them done, like it was like buyer's regret. I was like, what have I done to myself? And I'm like, I don't like boobs. Um, I prefer not to have boobs. I'm like... Yeah, they were just, they felt like they were right up under my chin and I was just like, no, no, no. And um, it's like a tattoo. You go in and get a tattoo and they're like, oh, no, don't, just go a little bit bigger. Like, what about this size? And say when you go and get your boobs done, they're like, oh, do you want to go a little bit bigger? And you actually get there on the day and they've ordered both sides, like the size down and the next size up. So it's funny because they're like, Risha, what size are we going to go? And they're like, it, it's 40 grams bigger per, per boob like 40 grams that's nothing but I did go the bigger size and I was like oh am I happy I've done that I don't know but they're starting to settle now and yeah I suppose you get used to them but um yeah it it was mentally hard um like the surgery like not doing anything those first five days they want you to sit in the lounge they want you to relax and do nothing and you could cause a bleed um you could yeah. cause a bleed whether you're sitting on the couch whether you're vacuuming whether you're driving whether you're out hiking and I was like ding 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 Risha there's your light bulb it doesn't matter what you're doing you know you could have a bleed and no Adam works six days a week and we have two children and who's going to take my kids to school and who's yeah. going to cook dinner and and that's what one of the nurses said to me they're like Risha can't you just order in takeaway or have microwave meals for a couple of weeks you shouldn't be cooking and I was like no I, I meal prep every Sunday for four hours or six hours so I still did that I still lifted my slow cooker I still put my stew on I still you know what I mean like but yeah. I was sensible about it like um like anyone that knows me knows I absolutely love my car like 
and I wash her three days a week and I like to vacuum vacuum her like nearly every day. What? So I I asked Adam for three days, can you wash my car? Can you wash my car? Can you wash my car? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. He didn't do it. So I got out there, I half filled <laughs> the bucket. <laughs> I half filled the bucket. I had like pretty major surgery on the seven days earlier. I was like, no, I can't stand her. I can't stand her to look like that. And so I half filled the bucket bucket, and um, I, I would squat down and lift the bucket with both hands. And then I would get the sponge and I would wash her with both hands. It took me a long time, but oh I washed God. her and shammied her. Adam got home from work. He's like, did you wash your car? I'm like, well, you weren't going to do it. He's like, I was. I'm like, yeah, when? I'm like, I got sick of waiting. And yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I love my car and I like her to look clean. And um, I wasn't able to shower for a week after my surgery because I had a drain and stuff. And I had to have sponge baths and that freaked me out. And I know it's like to feel dirty. So I was like, I've got to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I've been sensible and like, um, I can't run 100Ks, but I'll go out and hike 100Ks um i'm still yeah last week i hiked 108 k's with like nearly 4,000 meters elevation and i was like and hiking's hard oh my god does a surgeon know that you're doing that um oh i was with the nurses last week and <laughs> um they, they don't approve but they also they're like rich you don't hold any fluid and i was like yeah that's because i'm out hiking yeah. i'm flushing the fluid and like i'm three weeks in and there is there is no open wounds. Everything is healing beautifully. But in saying that too, I see my doctor regularly. Like I've had acupuncture for healing four times since my All surgery. Right. I had acupuncture today. And even my doctor was funny. Like he knows what I'm like. He's been my doctor since I was a baby. But he insisted on doing home visits. And I was like, I can drive to you. I've, I've been driving since yeah, the day after my surgery. No, it's, it's a major surgery. And you're in the hospital for eight or nine hours then sent home it's not overnight or anything it's like come in and we're gonna lift day and surgery. tuck and yeah day surgery and um I got up next morning I got my kids ready and I took them to school and then what did I do after oh then I went to Woolies and you're unstoppable you are incredible <laughs> like the nurse rang me while I was at Woolies she said what are you doing at Woolies I'm like, I had to drop my kids to school and I need milk and I need washing detergent she's like are you going home to rest after that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll rest. Um, but I, like I've halved everything I'm doing. Like if I do 30 or 40,000 steps a day, like I'm doing, like what have I done? Hang on. 22,000 today. Oh, I beat you. Oh, I'm, you beat I'm me. owning that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the night's young. The night's young. <laughs> Don't send me out for a night hike. <laughs> but um, no. but um, you are I unstoppable. Feel- it's, no, I don't. I don't know. You are. I don't it's know. I, amazing to hear you. Um, yeah, you're unstoppable. Yeah, I, I love your energy. Yeah. Well, you just gotta. You gotta find that motivation. You gotta find something that, like, n- even next year, they're like everyone's like, Rachel, what race are you doing?" And you know, if I keep signing up for the same races, I don't get to experience anything new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I'll definitely do Blackhall. Like it's home turf, 10 year anniversary. I know I advertised UTA as my A um race. And I'm not saying I'm not doing it. Um, depending on what the course is, yeah. but I haven't jumped in and got a ticket. But 
Um, I am going to do Biwa at night next month and um, just see, because obviously I'm not allowed to run. I'm going to run next Friday. I might run 5Ks on the flat next Friday. So I'm going to do that. So it's been a, a month next Friday. Yeah. And I'm going to see how they feel and see how everything feels and um, go from there and then build and I'll either do the half or the marathon at Biwa at night. And, um, you know, I'll just probably cruise that because it's in the dark and yep. um, it's not a lot of elevation. So the course isn't like I enjoyed the 10K course. I go out there and like I hiked it last week before we were at daybreak before I volunteered. That was fun. Um, but I'll go out and see, um, yeah, where my fitness is at and how I feel. And um, then I'll build for, I'm going to do um, Buffalo um, in Victoria, Buffalo Stampede. So I'm going to do the um, the marathon. So they do the the Grand Slam. So I think Brad Glover did it last year. Um, yeah. Did the 10 on the Friday, do the 100K on the Saturday and do the marathon on the Sunday. So do all three. So wow. I did have I did have a, a thought about doing that. Because that, you know, that's going to be hard. That'd be like one heck of a challenge. Awesome. But then that's five, that's five weeks out from UTA too. So I was like, oh, I can do the marathon. It's a hit out. And then maybe jump in for UTA, like keep that option open. But then um, we're going to do BTU, BTU 110. I missed out this year, so that's something new. And um, Gosler falls three weeks after that. So I don't know. I, I have mentioned it to Ian. He doesn't want me to do um, a lot of um, – oh, he doesn't want me to do 300s this year. Yeah. Like I yeah. did like this year, um, next year, like I did this year. But that I'll see how I feel would be to you 110 and then Guzzler's three weeks after. So I might even get that back-to-back 100K challenge because I haven't ticked that off yet. So, Anything um, um, overseas that you've ever thought about challenging yourself with? Um, I often think about it. It's just like um, each to their own, but I'm not vaccinated and I'm not willing to be vaccinated. And that goes back to, um, yeah, like I don't take Panadol, I don't take Nurofen, I don't – take antibiotics unless I have to. So after my surgery, so they said, Risha, the first five days we need you to take Panadol and um, take um, Endone for the pain and to help with the swelling and it's going to make you more comfortable. After five days, you can do whatever you want. So I thought, I'll, you know, I'll listen to them. So took it for five days. I haven't taken anything since and um, like I still a natural approach and like I've got my doTERRA oils, I'll make up different mixes and stuff that help with inflammation, that help with different, you know, there's an oil for everything. Like I've an underactive thyroid and I make up like an oil mix and I put it on my thyroid every night. I smell a bit funky, but you know, my thyroid <laughs> my thyroid, like it's got rosemary and lemongrass and stuff in it. So I smell pretty funky. But um yeah, I think the natural approach really works and um so not having um, like Nurofen and Panadol and antibiotics and all that stuff constantly in my body, um, I wasn't willing to be vaccinated because I didn't know how my body was going to react to that. Yeah. And that scared me more than what catching COVID did. Yeah. So um, I'm not willing to um, get vaccinated to travel overseas. Right. So um, I did throw... Um, the lottery draw in for western states but then you know if my name did come up then you know we'd go back to the whole vaccination and yeah I don't think I'm yeah I don't think anything will make me ever yeah be vaccinated 
but that's just yeah. that's just me yeah totally um, I'm yeah. not anti-vax and I'm not against anyone who's chosen to be vaccinated but um it's not for me yeah um but yeah I'd love to race overseas and I'd love to really challenge myself but um even step up to a mile like we get I, I find I'm like really new to the sport and like I haven't even like I feel like I haven't had time to grow yet or find new levels or like yeah there's so much to improve on and like every race I pull my race apart and um like even my training I pull it apart like I'll run the same loop and I'll run different sections and I'll walk hills and then I'll go home and I'll check my heart rate for certain k's and work out whether was actually um yeah like I'll run a hill during a training run I'll go home I'll check that hill my heart rate my pace and then compare it to when I stomp up it the next week and is it really worth saving the 15 20 seconds and I look at my elevated heart rate and I was like probably not you're not over 100 k's it wouldn't be it's going to be much better for my race and for me to observe that like save an energy to just stomp up it and save that 20 seconds like it's 20 seconds you'll make that up because you know you run up a hill and you're oh god I'm finally at the top and then you have a walk why don't you just stomp up it then run once yeah. you get to the top you know what I mean so yeah. I'll go home and I'll, I'll pull my race apart and even Blackhall I pulled it apart this year and um yeah obviously I knew where things went wrong um but yeah it, it was hard like I cried for three days after Blackhall I didn't really want to talk to anyone and um I think I was just I was I was really embarrassed to have people see me in that condition and finish the race in that condition um because yeah. I didn't finish strong I didn't yeah no and but that's the beautiful thing about running yeah. and um you're not always gonna have a not perfect a run. run no one has a perfect run you know no one can run 100ks and say oh I enjoyed every single moment of that because they're lying you don't you can't run 100ks and have um yeah amazing run like um yeah before like I felt amazing probably 95 percent of the time but you know you do have those those moments and you have to find something and whether it be um you know like obviously for my running I give up um a lot like I don't go on family holidays and I don't eat certain foods and I don't go to I don't like to not that I don't like to socialize but you know if it a barbecue or a, a wedding or you know a event I will I'll, I'll quite happily sit that out and go to training the next day and um yeah what's well, a like, job I, right it yeah is well a job. it is a job yep and see that's another thing I said to someone too because they're like how did you stay um motivated to lose the weight and you have to treat it like a job those early few months that would be my biggest tip you have to treat it like a job like I had friends that'd be like okay let's catch up after school and have a coffee or let's take the kids to the park and she's like oh, it's Thursday off this week I'm like oh well you know I, I train at four o'clock on Thursday and like well it's the only day I have off I was like yeah well well training that that's like locked in yeah. at four on Thursday can't change I, I can't move that to to yeah. Friday at four because there's not a session on so no I'm sorry we're not gonna take the kids to the park and have a coffee you have to put it first yeah. and treat it like a job yeah. yeah and that's what I do and same with my training like people are going to sponsor me and I'm going to use their gear and wear their stuff and they don't care whether I'm on the podium or not but um 
I want to be fit and I want to be able to perform well and I want to be able to represent them. And yeah, so it's a job for me. Mm. Yeah. You know, they're investing their product and time into me, then, you know, I'm not going to not train and then go out and try and run. You know, that's not going to look good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, so how excited are you for 2023? Yeah. Oh, first I'm gonna see if I can run first. I know. Next I reckon you I reckon you're more motivated. I yeah. I reckon. I am. I am. I'm, like I feel like um, like my surgery is obviously like even my family, my parents, and they they see something new in me, and um, I see something new in myself, and um, like I said, like I would cry and hate to look at myself in the mirror. Like it was horrible to have a shower, and it was like destroying me really this year has been a real struggle like um my emotions and stuff but even my hormones and stuff like there's different things in my body like I'm not the same runner this year as I was last year um like my body's trying to have periods like I know it's a good thing it's but they're not regular and so I've got PMS and I'm slightly heavier than what I was last year and um not that I think I'm overweight and need to lose weight but I think um you know that the smaller you are, the lighter you are, the easier you're going to run. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, stressing and, um, yeah, like I put a lot of pressure on myself and I do feel pressure from the public, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, what's going to happen? What's going to be what's going to be? Like, yeah. you know, you can't um, – I'm not going to win every race I ever, I ever run. Um, yeah, like I know that and um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm – Gonna line up though and give it a good crack every time though. And yeah. um just take it in my straw and enjoy it. That's the most important thing. You have to enjoy it. I think that um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Seeing, you know, running is we do it because we love it and we have to yeah. remember that. Yeah, but even like a hundred Ks, anything can happen a hundred Ks. It's just like a big, it's like a big training session with lots of people. That's the way I see it. If and, I um, see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but even at 70K, it's like, um, I think, yeah, Daniel, I think his name was Daniel this year. He's like, excuse me, do you mind if I run a few Ks with you? I'm struggling. I'm like, no, that's fine. And you have a chat and you get to know people and their story. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, he went from trail running to road running, then back to trail and I'm like, you jump back into trail. I know you've been running marathons, but you've jumped into Black Hole Hundred as a as a as a trail when you're coming back to trail. He does he was fit. And um, but yeah, that's a huge jump to go from running marathons on the road to running a hundred Ks um on trail. And yeah, he was struggling and um cramping a bit and you know, you support one another, you share Ks. It's a long time. It's a long yeah. time to be by yourself and um like I, I do entertain myself the things I say to myself are just yeah <laughs> you know when I sing and dance and you know and the songs that come on and I've got a bit of everything um but you know um you but I think that's you're the hype too. girl everyone wants to run with because you are so energetic on course you look like you're having a good time yeah well that's another thing too like um it's, it, it goes back to boxing like you you never show like I never like to show weakness and that's probably why like you know black war affected me this year um 
like afterwards because I didn't finish strong everyone knew I was hurting everyone knew something was wrong and that, that comes to my surgery though too so it wasn't going to be open about my surgery but I got messages saying Risha is your hamstring all right had the operation going like you know my hamstring operated on I did I did tear my hamstring in two places but I didn't have it operated on like but everyone thought I'd gone into surgery to have my hamstring repaired and that wasn't the case either but being open about my surgery I've had so many women um, yes and like the whole tummy tuck thing I've looked at some people it's this one lady and she's a young mum and she's got three kids and she's never been overweight and she's like Risha you know I've got a bit of an apron and um what's the recovery been like and um I looked at her I was like you have a bit of an apron you know what I mean like and that surprised me that because you would never pick that and yeah. um for her to ask me so just being open about it and um and I will be like if anyone messages me and like oh Risha how's your recovery and would you recommend it who'd you go through how much did it cost and I'll share that all that information with them and um yeah I, I don't know you can't put a price um on your happiness and self-esteem yeah on your self-esteem like and everyone finds it difficult. They're like, you're shy. You you don't have confidence, Risha. But I've sort of pushed into that because you you can't turn up to a trail run now and people know who you are. And I was like, oh, everyone you know. It, and, oh, yeah. And I don't know. I was like, oh, my God, someone's going to talk to me. And I get anxiety about it. But, you know, like I just, I don't know. I just roll with it and try not to, <laughs> or, uh, try not to act awkward or weird. <laughs> or come across strange um but I'm getting more comfortable with it yeah but um but just opening up about because people like you know you you've got struggles Risha really like and yeah everyone does you know you know behind closed doors you'd be surprised how many issues people actually do have and that they don't share like I actually had a friend ask me um before my surgery um whether I was mentally like okay and they're like, you're not going to harm yourself. And I'm like, no, I'd, n- I'd never do anything like that. Just because I was so low in myself and yeah. the way I spoke about myself, they thought I might actually harm myself. And like, I love life. Yeah. I love life and I love my children. I'd, I'd never do anything like that. But, you know, people say that and then, you know, three weeks later, people they're not here right. anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think it's but- nice that your friend checked in on that because that's what, you know, we should be doing is when you see someone who's, struggling check in on them and make sure they're yeah. okay oh definitely because you you don't know what's you going on know. behind closed doors and you don't know what's going on in someone else's head and you know you might think they look okay and they wouldn't have an issue yeah and that's right and Risha, I think that's, that's what we're trying to do with our podcast like we you know when we when you came on at the start like we are just bluffing our way through this stuff and loving yeah. our chats <laughs> with people like you but we're, we're trying to just break down a lot of the barriers and, you know, share stories like your story. You, you have no idea how many people that flow on effect of you telling your bits and pieces of yourself and your struggles and your wins. You have no idea how many people that could inspire, help, support, encourage. That's why we want to do what we're doing because oh, stuff is just brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Like even at be what daybreak on the weekend, like I had people approach me and ask me questions. And then I had this one lady and um she finished and she said to me, She's like, Oh, Rachel, I'll never be able to run like you, but you inspire me. And I said, Um, 
her name was Jodie. I will say her name. And she said, she's a lovely lady. I said, Jodie, you don't have to run like me. I said, I run like me. You have to run like Jodie. You have to be Jodie. You be you and be the be the best Jodie you can be. And she she PB'd her 10K. And like I was like, that's amazing. You've got to be proud of yourself and be you. And, you know, and she pushed herself. She was like nearly sick at the end. She had to sit down and like... You know, and the year before, you know, she didn't get to finish her race. And, you know, she was gutted because she got heat stroke and she was unable to finish. And she finished this year and she got a PB and, you know, and I hugged her and she thanked me for being there and giving her chocolates and stuff. And <laughs> like, I love being at the finish line. I love, like, I love, like, egging everyone on to, like, I, I sort of walked the course the day before, hiked the course, and I sort of put out there, it's nice and dry. If you don't try hard enough, I'm going to eat your Christmas stocking. I put that on my Strava. <laughs> but I did sit there and eat some chocolate and watermelon and stuff. And, yeah, but it's, it's just nice. And it's nice to hear other people's stories. And, you know, there were some women there and who've lost a lot of weight. And, um, like I said, I wasn't going to be open a, a, about my um, – well, obviously – I had time off and even I haven't gone big breasts. I've gone in proportion with my body and, but, you know, I think people would still know that they, you know, reach have a boob job. And yeah. Um, yeah, you know, she didn't have boobs. Now she's got boobs. She had six weeks off. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> we um, talked about wanted... it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But um, yeah, I, I'd recommend it to anyone because you can't, you can't put a price on happiness and um see that's i battled with that for a long time too the money life is too short you have to one life you don't know what's around the corner yeah and i've had a few people say to me you know you're more than a runner ratio you know you're your wife you're you're a mother and um, like running is such a small portion of me and now I feel, I feel like a new person and I'm actually getting a new tattoo next week. I, I had a, a friend message me. I was like, oh, let me know if you got any um openings. And she's like, I'm fully booked on Christmas, maybe next year, Risha. And she messaged me today and she got a uh, 11.30 on the 12th. I'm like, she goes, is that okay? I'm like, you're talking like three days time? She's like, yeah, yeah, I got a cancellation. 11.30, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. I better think about a tattoo now. But, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm blossoming and um, I'm changing and I'm spreading my wings a little bit. So I'm going to get like a little butterfly to um, symbolise that. And I think it'll be Holy nice. hell, let's watch what happens in 2023 then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, see, I, I keep thinking about that though too because I was like, oh, you know, you've had this break, you've given your body, like in the last three, I've done three solid years of racing with no break yeah um like I don't have downtime I you know apart from my surgery earlier in the year with the um the abscess that seven days off from running is the longest I've had yeah in three years seven days so this this month um that I'm well I'm doing hike a hike jog today so it's been three weeks so that's my longest yeah. rest but just my you're not resting and, right <laughs> Well, that's like another thing too. Like with the low iron, you're constantly tearing muscles. They're bleeding and I've got no iron. So my muscles are bleeding. And so I'm losing more iron and I'm not having a period because I've got no iron. I can't produce it and I train at a certain level. So it's just giving my body a nice little break and yeah. I'm enjoying it. And yeah. I'm enjoying um just going yes. for a hike and not putting pressure on myself to run at a certain pace or 
do so many k's like i did do like i did challenge myself it's like oh well you can't run 100k so you get hike 100k so i'm gonna hike 100 100k but i do have a, a couple of uh, <laughs> like hiking challenges like i'm gonna do a, a hiking challenge in probably three weeks um with a lot of elevation like do a well, I know I won't advertise it because I don't know how it's going to go. We'll just see. Wait for it to be on Strava. Yeah, we'll yeah, First week in January. I love stalking your Strava. We always laugh at your elevation. <laughs> oh, see, I don't even know what it's at this year. So I was hoping to do 6,000 Ks and um, 2,000 uh 200,000 metres of elevation. That was my goal for the year, but I'm not going to get the 6,000. I've got five. 5,400. Sash and I was talking about that before. Who cares? It's a number. Do it next year. Yeah, was it? See, like I've I've set the bar really high and, you know, I've I've taken the shot, missed the basket and, you know, I'll try harder next year. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) I reckon that's a really good way to end on like, oh, well, let's try again next time. Let's try again. And you got good booze. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, no, I know. I didn't know how I'm going to get out there and run. I'm going to see in the mirror all the time going, oh, God, I can't believe he's a mine. But I can see why people have to get fake ones because they, say, they don't come naturally. They don't look like this naturally. Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was lovely chatting to you, Risha. We appreciate your time. You it's are brilliant. inspiring and incredible. And it's it's nice to see you smiling. Yeah, thank you. It's, not, it's, like, it's nice to feel small. Like, like I said, I'd cry in the mirror and I can actually cry happy tears like yeah. yeah it's nice yeah. yeah really appreciate you sharing all that stuff Risha it's really like it will help loads of people but it's just lovely to hear the real the real person behind the you know the runner that we all watch and see real Thank stuff you. that's going on behind yeah and there's so much going on everyone's lost behind closed doors and yeah I'm happy to share it's it spins me out because I'm like, why does anyone want to listen to me of all people? But because people seem amazing. to like it, so I'll keep putting it out there. <laughs> so. No, because you're amazing. That's why. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you Risha. so much. Wow, well, Saturday. We'll let you know when it's ready to be published. Oh, no, I might listen to it now. <laughs> yes, on your, on your mic. Yes. I will, I will. Well, yeah, my first few I didn't listen to. I couldn't bring myself to listen to them. So I'm getting better. Well, you better listen. Oh, oh you smashed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for having Rachel. me on. No worries. Thanks for having me on. I loved it. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. We're, we're, it's only 10 to 9. Wow. <laughs> oh and you've been nervous. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what I said. It's just a chat between three people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was lovely. Thank you.